What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Co-op Couch. I'm here with Anthony, as always. Uh, today, we're going to talk to you about Square Enix and them getting a new CEO. It seems like after, you know, 10 years-ish, uh, Square Enix is trying to get a new CEO uh, who's about 10 years younger than their current one. Uh, he, Dude, he looks like he's... I don't know if you saw a picture of him, but he looks like he's like 20 didn't actually yeah he looks like he's like 20 i was like no fucking way but anyway they're getting a new ceo um this is and from what i understand this is coming from board of directors or shareholders this isn't you know he's not he's not retiring they want him out uh people want him to to get out this is the same guy who was pushing nfts um this is you know there was a big controversy about that but i guess to them, and you know, we were talking about this before. I can see it. Square Enix hasn't really been in a great spot, and I don't follow them, you know, on a financial level. But I guess their stocks have been going down, which I guess makes sense. But besides Final Fantasy, which is their biggest thing, there's really been no major exciting games. Even the ones that me and you have talked about that were supposed right. to be like, oh yeah, I'm so excited for, it, have kind of been a flop. Right. Well, a couple things. Before I before I tag onto that, I just want to throw out there. I saw, I think it was I think it was on Twitter. I was scrolling down and I saw you know a, a picture of a headline that you know said new CEO whatever the headline was, and I thought that it was um uh like tabloid. What's the word I'm looking for? Not spoof, not parody, like satire. Satire. Thank you. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Satire. Um, I, I didn't believe it. So I, I kept scrolling. I didn't look into it. I just, I was like, there's no way. Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously it's true cause we're talking about it, but I do want to also mention that this is pending shareholder approval in June. So we say they're getting a new boss and quite frankly, I would love to see how that plays out personally, but um, this is not yet done. So I just want to put that on the table. Um, Correct. But, yes. But, but yeah, I, I think you are right. I think um, again, not, really knowing their financial situation but as a consumer without final fantasy i just don't think square enix is successful i mean we anticipated i think the perfect example is outriders right we did a speculation yep. episode on outriders and um i i remember saying myself like it's it's a shooter game which any any company could do um that is rpg story driven which square tends to do well uh i did not see any i did not foresee any problems and it ended up being a buggy pile of shit that here's the thing i actually really enjoyed playing it but some of the bugs were too much to handle um, and then because of that, I am not the type of person that will play games on my own 
if if they are that was a really stupid way to word that let me try again <laughs> multiplayer games that are designed to be more fun with multiple people i i just don't enjoy playing by myself even if i can right so like it's not a single player game it's not a it's not an right. assassin's creed it's not a god of war right um and so all my friends gave up on it and therefore i have not touched it i have not beat it i i couldn't even tell you the last time it was installed on my steam right i so, was not thrilled by that game that game was i did i enjoy it for because i played with you and i think a couple of your friends um and that was cool but the i think the biggest thing because it was what was a demo right or like a early access up think, to this point in the game that you could play for free yeah. I think when you when you and I played it together, it was. I played it after it came out with Flib and uh, my buddy Kevin, but both of them fucking hated uh, it. Oh yeah, no, there was no. After I played it with you, I was like, I'm not buying this game. Like, I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna buy the game because you know, I'm not gonna spend sixty dollars on this. The funniest thing to me about Outriders was the jumping cutscene in the beginning. Yeah, you. For anybody who doesn't know, you walk up to a cliff, and you you have to like interact with the cliff and then it goes to a cutscene and the entire cutscene is him like he like walks up he looks at the gap walks back runs and then jumps over the gap to the other side end cutscene and i'm like did you really yeah. need a cutscene for that just like, to, just to build on that like it literally goes into a cinematic widescreen right it it has like for lack of any better way to describe it, a load time because the cutscene yep. starts and ends. Right. Um, and that's, that's literally all it is, is your character jumping over. And this is not, how do I word this? You don't, you have like a central hub and then you go do missions in other maps. So it's, it's kind of like, before you're even in a mission or quest that this happens. Not that that would really make it any better, but yeah, it's, it's just so ridiculous. You can't help but laugh. And I remember thinking, well, this is a demo early access or whatever, right? Like they're going to get all this shit feedback and not do something so stupid. Nope. I was wrong. That stayed. Right. One, well, my only other thought is maybe there's some programming thing behind it. They're having some issues and they're like, we need to put a load here. And how are we going to do that? But at the same time, I'm just like, that's like from, I guess to me, it's like, I expect better from yeah. Square Enix. I expect better. So, um, and one more thing to add is the dialogue in that game was choppy as fuck. Yeah. It was so out, out there. Like I felt like the, the cohesion in the dialogue was really subpar. And from a company who's known for their RPGs, you would expect their dialogue, if nothing else to be on point. Yeah. So credit where credit's due, at least for Outriders specifically, Square was not the developer. They were the publisher. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really entirely know how that relationship works or what it means as far as how much of a hand they have in the game's design, but their name is attached to it. So... Right. Either way, it affects their reputation. For sure. Right. For sure. For sure. And I, I don't know. I would not want my name associated with that. Apparently, the developer of that game was People Can Fly. I just mm -hmm. googled that up because I wanted. I was like, if it wasn't 
if it wasn't Square, because I did not know that Square didn't develop that game. I thought that was a Square developed game. Um, well, and so did I, like when we did the episode on it, but then I saw the, uh, the only reason I know that is because you start up the game and you see that, that, um, developers logo, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, and I, and I, I remember looking at it and being like, what the fuck is it? Like, I've never heard of them. I've never seen this logo. And, uh, I, I looked it up and that's the only reason I knew like, but it doesn't get better because if you think about it, like Avengers is on that list or not of, uh, was it? Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. No, oh God, there's another one, but they did an Avengers game. Oh, was that them? I knew there was an yeah. Avengers game. I didn't know that was square. Yeah, they did the oh, Avengers wow. game and they did, they did, um, the one you and I were just talking about now is, uh, Forspoken. Look at look at what happened to Forspoken, dude. I've I've been looking forward to that game for a year and a half. And I played the demo and I haven't even looked at anything about it since. Was it because that bad, the huh? demo was so yeah, and I was not the only one that thought it. It came it came out, the demo, it came out and and um yeah, Marvel's Avengers. Sorry, I just I had to confirm it. That was driving me nuts. Yeah, that demo came out and everyone was like what the fuck did I just play? So, so credit where credits due. That's the same thing. That's a different developer, but published by Square. I looked that up before we got into that because okay. I knew we were going to talk about that next. Different developer, Square published. So take that as you will. But your name is associated with this. You are tied to this. So I, I want to make sure that my stuff. If my name is associated with this, I want to make sure my stuff's top tier. As a, as a triple A title game company. But I, I also did not. I didn't play the demo for First Spoken. I heard you were gonna play it. Um, you had told me, or I had heard, you know, whether it was in your Discord or something, that you were not impressed. And yeah. knowing how you, you know, know about, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about it any further than that. But I have heard, you know, bits and pieces of small information from it, you know, in the news, whatever. But I have not heard anything good. Mostly disappointment. Yeah. That's- I think the the biggest thing for me with that demo was that it was it was as pretty as all the previews looked, but there was no substance. It was just empty. And when you're at that point where you've already delayed this game, I think multiple times, um, but at least once it got delayed, and then you put out this demo like that's not the type of thing that you can get feedback on and fix for the community. Right. So if like 90% of the community plays it and they're like, this sucks at that point, you're redesigning a game, right? It's not like, right. It's not like, Ooh, the button to sprint is uncomfortable. And 90% said that. So you put it on a different button, right? Like it's right. It's, hey, your game is empty, and they spent how long working on it? Like, oops, you know? Right, right. And they're just like, well, we're fucked. Uh, One game that I've heard from you and a couple other people that was good to play the other side of the, you know, was Harvestella. Phenomenal. That was published and developed by Square. And um, 
so they they can develop games. I guess they're just picking poor developmental companies that they're associating their name with, but they're not getting good reputation for it. Um, but I have not played Harvestella. I've been meaning to look into it because I, I once I heard that you said it was good, and I've heard from a couple other people, um, and also in the news uh, that it was good. I was like, oh, like let me take a look into this because that's I mean I've played Stardew Valley, and this is Stardew Valley plus Final Fantasy, so that sounds awesome, phenomenal. Um, and we did an episode about that um, back in the day um which was probably like two months ago um so yeah they they can do good stuff it's just they're they're not um, i think where they really struggle um and and i'm not saying this as someone that's experienced it but someone that has seen the community talk about it a lot especially on social media is they they pump out games and kind of just leave them to die. Like there's been multiple scenarios where a game, you know, um, as a matter of fact, it says in this article where, you know, it's turning, it's, it says in this article that we have, it's turning out games that don't seem to get enough time, attention or resources to fully succeed. They yep. set games up for failure. And I think the, the first one that comes to my mind when I'm um, spe specifically thinking about that scenario is, um, oh God, I, I want, you know, when you're trying to think of the name of something and a different name keeps coming to your head, you know, it's wrong, but it, I keep wanting <laughs> to say the last of us. It's not the last of us. It's, um, oh God, they put them in kingdom, kingdom hearts. Final fantasy. No, 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 no. It's going to drive me nuts. Um, the world ends with you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. World ends with you. I think they just Very came different. out with like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the world ends with you. I think it was like the third world ends with you. Well, I know they um, just released an, it was a, it was a remix. Or is like that what it was? It was a remaster, yeah. yeah, on the Switch, right? Yeah, so a new mm -hmm. one came out, um, or the newest one. I guess now it's technically been a couple of years because it was it was September of 21 that it came out. Um, it's called Neo, The World Ends With You. And I remember the entire fan base of that series being like, why does no one know about this? Like, they they made the announcement and then they never touched it again. And then the game came out and it had a bunch of um, articles about like it not failing, but like, oh, it's not doing as well as we thought or, oh, we're going to not support this game because it didn't make us any money. And the fan base was like, you didn't fucking tell anyone about it. Right. And what's funny is now that I looked it up just to try and remember the name. On Google, like it's got a nine out of ten on Steam, a nine out of ten on Nintendo Life, an eight point nine out of ten on IGN, and ninety five percent of Google users liked this video game. So it's obviously not a bad game, but if no one knows about it, of course financially you're going to suffer, which may or may not be why their stocks suck. Right. Well, I played the first one, and the first one was on the DS. First one was good. It was really? a lot of fun. I never beat it, but it was it was a lot of fun. And it's 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 RPG with you know you got pins and the combat is especially on the DS the combat is enticing. Um, 
it was a very enjoyable game, and I wonder if they sat there and were like, we don't need to advertise this because it already has a good following. So they just assumed people would buy it, and then it didn't do as well as they wanted. But, like, that's that's a rookie mistake, right? Yeah. That's not something that you would think that AAA developer would do. No, if you want people to buy your game, marketing is huge. Marketing is so big. And if you don't market your shit, you're in, people just aren't going to pay. Or, you know what could happen, too, is people – I do this all the time. I'll see something online, and I'll be like, oh, this looks awesome. I want to get this game, or I want to you know, get more information about this game. Me, as someone who's heavily invested in the gaming news and gaming fan base, whatever you want to call it, uh, I get tons of news articles that flood me. But if that if that game is not part of that cycle, I forget about it until mm-hmm. I'm talking to somebody else about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I heard about that game. That game was awesome. When's it coming out? And they're like, dude, that game's been out for like three months now. And then I'm like, what? I didn't hear nothing. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about this. And that happens. I feel like that happens a lot. And I feel like that's a very new thing, too. I feel like that happened. That's that used to not be a, uh, a thing. I yeah. feel like we used to hear about something and then get nonstop flooded with information about it. And now I don't feel like that happens anymore. Well, and, and I, th- I think part of that too is how they do the release. Right. Cause like, like now when a video game releases, you'll see like, like marketing is less focused on, how many things they show you versus how many times they show it to you. So, so like perfect example, right? Final fantasy 16. I am over the moon excited. I have not been this excited for a game in forever. I spent way more money than I probably should have on a collector's edition that I've never spent money on a collector's edition. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Right. But at the end of the day, I've seen the same, now there's three total trailers out. I've seen them each more than 10 times by choice. They're not even right. being fed to me, right? I went to watch them because of how excited I am or to show people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's three trailers over the course of how long since they announced it. Right. And, and like, yeah, admittedly, I'm not going to watch other things because I'm trying to keep my brain fresh. Um, it's probably the only time in my life I've ever cared about spoilers and, and maybe not spoilers because it's not out yet, but you know, content that like, I don't want to see anything. I want to experience it. Right. Totally fresh. Um, but I guess my point is back in the day, which you, like you're saying, we don't see that anymore. I think you have to consider how they do releases because when you think about something like, like a halo or an assassin's creed, right? there was always a new commercial being fed to you. And then on top of that, it was like, like you can still do pre-orders and you can still get free shit with your pre-orders. But now it's, it's like, uh, you know, Oh, if you pre-order, you get this one weapon and then like five levels into the game, the weapons trash, right? So you don't use it or something like that versus back in the day where it was like, pre-order at GameStop, get together with your friends, go to the midnight release. And the pre-order was this poster or this, 
this figurine or but physical things, right? Like everybody loves free shit. And when you're a kid, that free shit has more value. Um, versus cool. now, like I would still love to go to a midnight release, but I'm not gonna care about a little plastic Ezio, right? Well, I don't feel like they really like night releases aren't really a thing anymore. People They're not. Like, I'd just That's rather be point. home. Right. I'd rather be home and just download the game and play it, right? And bit hop in Discord or whatever with my friends. But do you remember when they used to have like I, I remember I forget what game I wish I could remember what game it was. Maybe it was Borderlands 2. But there was one game that I was like I was like, I want to pre-order this game. I want this game. Where do I pre-order it from? Because different places were doing different pre-order bonuses. And I was like, that's cool. I like that. That's competition, right? Yeah. GameStop gives you this if you pre-order from them. You know, Best Buy gives you this if you pre-order from them. Amazon is giving you this package if you pre-order from them. So they what are you going to buy? Do they? See, but see, yeah. that's the thing. Pre-releases aren't really a thing anymore. I think... Like, they're not as hyped as they used to be. I'm not going to say they're not really a thing anymore. They're not as hyped. And now, and we did an episode about this too, there's a stigma around them. Exactly. And I was just going to say, I think that's why. I think people finally got to a point where they know that they shouldn't pre-order so early because this is when shit goes wrong. And when you look at games like like the reputation of a lot of games that have come out recently like you think about god of war and elden ring and all the awards that they've won and when you talk about award-winning games sure those shoot to your mind but if like, you really break down the amount of big name triple a video game releases in the last five to ten years the uh, the amount of failed and or disappointing releases has been staggering and i think i think that's another big part of why people got smart enough to stop pre-ordering because it gives them an excuse to do that but all of that does not mean that you shouldn't push for people to know about your game right like absolutely absolutely so for, for them to kind of just give up on it altogether um yeah no i mean no wonder it doesn't succeed how could you possibly expect it to yeah i mean marketing marketing is huge and if they're not marketing i didn't know that you know i and I, I mean i guess it's one of those things that you don't really think about until you think about it but like you're right i don't really see a lot of marketing for a lot of these things. i think i saw advertisements for for spoken but definitely not world's end with you and uh maybe i i think maybe they were just like hey we have a fan fest we don't need to market but you know they shot themselves in the foot doing that right um another thing and and i know me and you were talking about this that you were and you said at the beginning of the episode too is that you're excited for this this ceo or you're you're happy to get rid of the ceo you don't you don't care and i think a lot of that is because he's been pushing so much stuff about nfts and is this this is this the same guy i know we talked about nfts with square in the past who was like got up on stage and was like we're gonna put nfts in everything like nfts are great and then everyone booed the shit out of him is this is was that the CEO? I don't know if you remember this story. I don't remember this. Well, so here's what I do remember is 
he made a big announcement about wanting to pursue NFTs and everyone blew up and was like, don't fucking do it. Um, I even remember there was a, a live letter with the producers for Final Fantasy 14, which for anyone that doesn't play Final Fantasy 14 is a live stream on Twitch with the director, uh, Yoshi P and two other producers. And they, they talk about upcoming large patches and you're talking at least 10,000 people watching this stream. So chat is just speed running itself. And everyone, one person said NFT and the whole chat was like, no fucking thanks. No NFTs. Don't put NFTs. And the director, Yoshi P was like, whoa, like none of us said NFT. That's you guys like calm down. I like blah, 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 blah. And obviously that gets back to the CEO because Yoshi P is a huge portion of why Square is successful. But the CEO after all of that backlash, instead of paying attention and going, oh shit, none of the fans we have left want this, he doubled down and said, well, you guys just don't understand. If, if you're against it, you just don't understand what NFT is. That's what it was. Yes, I do remember that. Yep. And it was, it was just kind of a disrespectful brush off. And it's like, bro, that's that straight up. I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of degree you have. I don't care about the fact that I don't. Plain and simple, that's bad business. If your entire entire fan base, the people that give you money, tell you it's a bad idea, whether you think it is or isn't, you blatantly lose money by doubling down because they've just told you they're not using their money on it. Right. Well, they don't want to support that. So right. that means they don't want to support you. So if you're going to, if you, and I don't think, as far as I'm aware, or to the knowledge extent that I have, there are no NFTs in any Square Enix titles as of now. Uh, um, not yet, but they have multiple projects in the works. Right. And I think Yoshi P, director of Final Fantasy XIV, said he's not going to put NFTs in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, mm. And he did, but he also said that it was not entirely his decision. Okay, yes, I do remember that as well. Um, but so he doesn't want them. So if he if he doesn't want them, they're not coming in. Which to set to lead me to the next point because you know. He's also the director of 16, correct? Uh, he's the producer on producer 16. 16. He's not okay. the director. Okay. So if he has anything to say about that, then we would expect 16 to not have any uh, NFTs as well, which would – that would be perfect. Best case scenario if he gets his way. The other thing that we that people are talking about with the CEO exchange or the CEO replacement, whatever, is um, – the possibility that because this guy's newer he or, or younger um he's a little newer to the the company as well that maybe they just need a new face to sell the nfts you know and they even used the term snake oil in the article uh that we read and they're thinking maybe maybe that's what maybe that's the other side too maybe they're like hey you know what this guy's not doing 
this he's not he can't sell it he can't convince the audience he got booed they they got mad at him and we need a new face to come in and sell them that nfts are actually a good investment and so that's uh, people are speculating maybe that's part of it maybe that's another reason that they want a new ceo in here so the funny thing with that is that that was my thought before i even finished reading this article because at the top of the so it says that at the end of the article that we're looking at and at the beginning of the article we're looking at the two things that caught my eye immediately were that one the new ceo uh who has only been at square for a couple years um prior to his time at square was the general manager at a place called uh dentsu innovation in innovation initiative which was a business group exploring exciting opportunities in, among other things, the metaverse. And then it said, under uh, Square Enix gave their reason, their statement, and uh, it says, blah, 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 rapid change of business environment, blah, blah, blah. The goal of adopting ever-evolving technological innovations and maximizing on the creativity, blah, 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 blah they're looking into new technologies and nfts unfortunately is one of them so if this guy has already dealt with things in this area and the shareholders are the ones pulling the trigger and and this is what they want then yeah it could absolutely be their drive i'm hoping with every fiber of my being that it's not but again, they don't really seem to give a shit what we think. So remains to be seen. Yeah, new new technologies, you know, doesn't necessarily mean and it like NFTs are coming. That's not, you know, they're trying to keep I think they're worried, you know, they gotta keep pace with everybody else and with the industry and and what have you there. So it doesn't necessarily mean NFTs specifically, but the option the option is still there. You're right. The option is still there, especially if they've got a guy who is talking about um, we're dealing with metaverse, all that stuff. Um, the NFT option is still a possibility, especially if it doesn't come from him. You know, because you've got a board of directors, you have shareholders that are investing in your company to help you. You know, if they're like, hey, put an NFTs in, or we pull our funds, you know. That's going to influence your decision. That's going to decide, hey, you need, you, you need to put a game out there with NFTs and, and or we're not going to pay you. What I would love to see, and I think this is, you know, theory crafting. I don't know if I'd actually love to see this, whatever. The, we talked about with Sav, with, uh, Sav in our last episode, the, you know, the power of the community is really strong and when people actually band together and do something you can actually send a message and we still talked about that with the dungeons and dragons episode last time if square enix puts out a game with nfts to just boycott the entire game nobody buy it have 10 total copies sold and then they'll get the message across and i would i think i would laugh my ass off at that i think that would be hysterical yeah the the thing that scares me about that is you're talking about on a on a much larger scale like not that square is 
you know, a bigger name than Wizards of the Coast or Dungeons and Dragons. But when you think about the impact, like, like Wizards did their stupid shit with the OGL and then a bunch of people canceled a subscription that was existing. But Wizards doesn't take such a financial hit that like, because those people already own their D&D merch and they already own their books and their dice and also Wizards still has magic and they still have, and, and they didn't, you know, change D&D system and they didn't change what the game was and they didn't make it an NFT. It was, it was just, hey, we're changing this rule set about, you know, some legal agreements and it made people nervous about the money that they might lose and... So, so like, yeah, it was the community standing up to change that. But when you look at a situation like Square and and and, and an NFT game, like if if everyone, and, and obviously it's not going to be a hundred percent, right? Because there are people out there that think NFTs are a good idea, right? And and you know, want like don't care enough about the situation that they're going to buy the game anyway, and and whatever. Um. But the financial hit to Square as a whole that that scenario would play like it like if that many people truly did boycott it right let's say hypothetically they did only sell ten the amount of money that they would have to put into producing that game for that scenario to hit them would be very very damaging and that scares me only because. I don't want other things that are good to suffer. If the company took such a financial hit, and again, this is all hypothetical, right? Like there's no saying this would ever happen, let alone the fact if it did, the financial hit would be this large, but bear with me. Let's say they took such a financial hit from that boycott. They have multiple, this is fact. They have multiple NFT projects in the works right now. If they release just a couple of those, and every single one fails and every single one gets boycotted, if the financial hit was enough that Final Fantasy XIV suffered or the production of another game that does make them successful takes a hit, right? Let's say Harvestella hadn't, yeah, 16, or let's say a game like Harvestella that hasn't come out yet, right, now loses production and gets canceled or... um maybe they try and scrape together with what little they have and that ends up sucking and now it's a snowball effect and that doesn't sell and and whatever right i don't want to see the other things that are good suffer i mean th- and and f- like for you think about how much that would suck how many how many hours do you have invested in 14 that if you know what i mean if 14 took a hit like i i don't want the backlash to affect other things if it if it is enough of a blow that you know they take a bad quarter uh you know a financial hit to their statistics and their analytics and the it was the worst quarter of squares history and then they decide to never do nfts and that's the only thing we hear about it and the rest does not affect the user base then dope i'm on the same page as you i just don't want it to go beyond that I, I totally understand. I get it. Yeah, I don't want I don't want it to affect other things that could be good or have no involvement in, you know, that scenario. But I think if, like, everyone always says, 
you know, money talks, you know, and that's in a good way. Hey, I want you to do this. And so I'm going to pay you more at work. I want you to take on more responsibility. So I'm going to pay you more or, Hey, I don't like what you're doing. So I'm not going to pay you. I'm not, I'm not going to give you my money. Money speaks, you know, and it is very powerful. And so I think to get them, if they proceed to move on, I did not know. So earlier when you said they have some in the works, I did not know that you were referencing NF games with NFT involvement. Oh yeah. I was, I was like, oh, they have other games coming out that they've talked about, but we don't know if they're going to have NFTs. I did not know that that was confirmed. No, they have, they have NFT projects in the works. Do you know what they are? I do not. Because like, I, sorry, go ahead. I, I just give simply because I don't give a shit. I I would not go out of my way to find out because I could give a fuck. Well, because like if it's a mobile game, I don't think I care nearly as much as if it's Final Fantasy 16, right? Like if it's a if it's a phone game, or if it's you know something stupid like that, I don't think I really care. Put you could put NFTs in a phone game. I don't really care. Yeah, well, and I also think it's worth pointing out, like, just to play devil's advocate, I still think it's stupid, and I still think NFTs are stupid, and I still think the CEO is a fuckbag for what he said. But I think it is worth saying, too, that from my understanding, the games would not be... Like, like the game and its content would not be the nfts the nfts would be things that go with the games so mm -hmm. like so like for example you would uh okay so like final fantasy 16 right like you could still buy and play 16 but then you might get like an nft that was one of the swords or like you right. would get you, you like it, it almost be like dlc but it'd be an nft right so right. um again not that i'm okay with that but it's better than like oh i literally can't play this game because nft like the game's still there it still exists as a video game it's just flooded with other bullshit yeah, I don't have a problem with NFTs as a as a base, right? As a thing, but I have a problem with NFTs in video games. I don't. I think NFTs should stay away from video games in general. NFTs existing, existing in the world, whatever, makes no difference to me. I don't, you know, but it and it comes to a point where it's like, do I want to play this game? Yes, I want to play this game. Oh, it has NFT involvement in it, and and I don't, or you're forced to have NFTs in it. I don't, I don't want to do that. No, yeah. I don't want to, you know, and that's, I don't want, I don't, I hate that decision. Oh, well, I have to pay, you know, for this NFT now in this game, this custom sword, because that's how the game starts. And then, you know, you get fucked. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. I don't want to deal with that. NFTs existing in general in the world doesn't bother me. But in my video games i i would really love for them to stay away and and I, I i don't like the concept of them being involved in at least my console and home piece you know my pc video games again like i said if they're on a mobile game i get it you know that you know we have gotcha games which are basically the you know yeah. not the same thing but the same kind of concept yeah. right 
um, we, you know, you spend money to get this thing in a game, and like I get that, like I can see that being on a mobile game, but stay away mm-hmm. from you know my console games like that, or like you know my my big name titles like that, right? Yeah, and not even the gacha system, but look at shit like um, uh, like a like a Clash of Clans type of base builder, right? Where you can like pay those crystals to make it go faster, and right. Um, you know, building time is an hour real world. So you pay five crystals and you're like, oh, that's not a lot until you run out and you realize, well, I need more crystals. And dude, that gets people hooked, you know, $2 here and there. And all of a sudden you're a hundred deep in this game because you're impatient. Well, look at Diablo Immortal and like granted that can be played on PC as well as mobile, but Diablo Immortal, how much money did that guy spend? Uh, Oh, it was like. 2500 i think or 25000 i, I was think about to say, it was more than 20 it was definitely yeah, thousands no, i think it was 25000 and i think there might have been a guy who spent more than that but we were actually just talking uh, about this at work one guy had 100000 most money spent on diablo immortal but i mean people yep, people 100, get hooked 100000 yeah people yep. get hooked on these games man and and it's it's i get it it's this you know you get have a little bit of, and that comes into gambling and all this other stuff and that's a conversation for a different day oh my God, yeah, it is. but but like people get hooked and they'll, they'll do it and especially with nfts you know they're they're supposed to be quote-unquote investment deals whatever you have a customized thing and you can sell it because it's one of a kind it's you know that that also plays into that too so i'm just i don't know i think they're fine to exist just leave them out of my video games yeah leave them out of my video games but I hope this CEO comes in, this new CEO, uh, what did we say his name was? Uh, Kiryu, Takashi Kiryu. I hope he comes in, and I hope he's good. I hope he's good for the company. I hope he leads them in a good direction. I have nothing but good will towards Square Enix and the new CEO. This is not a – I'm not talking down on them. I'm not saying they suck. I'm not saying I want them to fail. I, you're asking how many hours I have in 14. It's 3,300. You know, obviously, I don't want that game to fail. I've got a ton of fucking time putting that game. A lot of my life has been put into that game, and I really do enjoy it. I want that game to succeed. I need the company to succeed, right? Um, so I hope he leads them to nothing but success, and I hope he makes good financial decisions. Better than, you know, Matsuda, the, their previous CEO. Obviously saying things like, oh, if you don't like NFTs, you just don't understand them. Regardless if that's how you feel is not a statement you want to be making to your to the people who are paying you, who are yeah. giving you the money. That's just, that's a very assholey statement. Yeah, it and really is. It doesn't, regard, regardless, maybe we don't understand NFTs the way that you do, but that doesn't mean you come across that way. There's other ways to say that same statement. And I believe we talked about that in another episode and we said the same exact thing. You know, there's other ways you can get that point across. Yeah, but even if you in my opinion even if you because i agree with you right there's there's definitely other ways to say it but even if you worded that in a uh you know a nicer more uh i don't know if you articulated it better if you sugarcoated it if you like you're still an asshole for insinuating that we're dumb. Yeah, and 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 doubling down instead of just listening to the blatant disagreement from the people that again are giving you money. Okay. It's just, it's just bad business. That okay. that's it. 
Agreed. You shouldn't be rude to to your clients, to your to your fan base. You know, you should want to be nothing but polite and respectful to them. They're people, you know. And so, no, like regardless of you know, maybe I don't know as much about NFTs as you do, or whatever. Regardless, I don't you. I don't want to hear that from you. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't. I don't think that that makes that makes me not want to give you money. Right. You know. And because they're kind of in this AAA, where they come up with they come out with really good games sometimes, as we talked about sometimes, yeah. you know, I, I want to play these games. I want these games. You know, I want to play Harvestella and and World's Ends with you and you know whatever, right? So I don't want to sit there and be like, no, I want to play this game, but like, fuck this, fuck this company. The CEO sucks. You know? Yeah. Same. So. Well. Just to double down for myself, you know, just to reiterate for you guys, uh, this is not finalized. It is pending shareholder approval in June. So um, one last interesting thought for people to uh, mull over while we wait to find out is that the release date of Final Fantasy 16 is June. So, and there's uh... also... There's also rumored to be a PlayStation. Um, I don't think it's a state of play, but there's supposed to be a big PlayStation something or other uh, in June as well. So there's a lot of things happening in June and Square is part of those things. So we'll see how that directly affects this decision. Uh, as well as if they approve it and the new CEO comes in, he's taking over at a very crucial time for Square. So, um, yeah, I'm very curious to see how all of that plays out in June. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. I could see them announcing the new CEO as State of Play. I could see them introducing Kiryu as the new CEO as State of Play. Not State of Play, but whatever thing, it ends like up being. State of Play. Yeah. Like, I could see them doing that. Sure. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. Why not? I could definitely see them doing that. And I think it would make sense for them to do that. You know? Maybe they'll do it beforehand. You know? Or maybe they'll do it after. But, like, and I agree with you. Like you said, it's a very, that's a very crucial time for Square Enix, you know, to come in and take over. For a new CEO to come in and take over. Yeah. So. Well, I guess we'll have to wait, see what happens. Um, I have nothing but... Good wishes for Square and their new CEO. I'm not saying I agree with everything that they've done, or I'm not going to say everything they've done is great and perfect. But I hope I hope they can improve, and I hope they can they can get better and 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 succeed because I, I want to play their games. I, I want I want them to give me something that I want to play. Uh, you know, I don't want them to be like, no, there's no point in that. So, but yep. uh, that's all I got, my man. Unless you got anything else. Don't put NFTs in my video games. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, the coopcast.simplecast.com, upper right-hand corner, you can find links to Anthony's Twitch as well as both of our Twitters and our Facebook page. Um, if you're on a platform that allows comments, please comment. Let us know what you guys thought of the at the episode. God, it's Apple, uh, Apple all over again. Epic, that's the one. Um, 
Let us know what you guys thought of the episode or any previous episodes. Reach out to us. Let us know what you guys thought in Twitter or Twitch, um, what have you. And until next time, guys, we will see you in the next one.